in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM. Benjamin Denton, John Hinton, and we are absolutely thrilled, stoked, ecstatic to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest <laughs> with all the NC State sports. John, happy Valentine's Day. To you as well, Benjamin. Oh, thank you. Also, happy. You're my Valentine for today. Oh, I, I wish I could say the same. Shut up. It's <laughs> okay. Happy Ash Wednesday as well. It's the beginning of Lent. What are you giving up for Lent, by the way? Um, red meat, honestly. Yeah, but just, you're a ginger. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, different, I, thought, I thought the reds red. stuck together. Red. Nah, nah. I got enough red to last me a lifetime. Wow. So, okay. Smooth. Okay. Red meat. Yeah. Okay. All what right. You? Um, I'm debating whether I'm going to give up soda, something I can't do because I'm addicted to caffeine, or ice cream, or just start drinking coffee. Uh, of, I, don't, I just don't. I just don't like coffee. Yeah. I, I don't know. Only middle schoolers drink soda anymore. That's not true it's because true. it's all the dining halls. Okay, okay, fine. I'm a middle schooler, but I like soda. Mountain Dew. Anyway, John, what's on the docket for today's show? Uh, we're going to talk about All-Star Weekend for sure. We're going to talk about the uh, PyeongChang Olympics right now, the Winter Olympics going on in South Korea or Unified Korea. We're going to talk mm-hmm. some uh, men's and women's basketball for NC State, some tennis, wrestling. Um, we got women's softball starting up as well as some gymnastics. So... We can get it started with men's tennis, who are undefeated on the season, by yep. the way. The season just started uh, last week, and they are an undefeated 6-0, and and that is the first time since 2007 that they have that record. Yeah, NC State um, won um, two out of the three doubles matches and all six singles matches against Elon. As a 6-1 win total. Yes. So they get, um, first off, Neil Port and Mario Pacini of Elon beat Igor and even Sevelchik of NC State. So that was the only loss in the doubles. Yep. Alex, Alexis Gallerno and Tadas Babalis uh, beat Felipe Sarasage and Salvador Mijares from Elon 6-2. to two, And Elon actually defeated, um, or Camilo Ponce and Taylor Foote from Elon defeated Colin Schick and Georgie Malashev from NC State. So one for two on the doubles, but yeah. much more success on yeah, the singles. On the singles, 19th ranked Alexis Gallerno. Defeated Felipe Saragusi of Elon six to two and seven to five. So that second set was uh, pretty close. Had to go to that extra point there. Yeah, both Igor and Ivan Savelyuk uh, won their matches, uh, defeating Mario Pacini and Felipe Osis Koenig uh, six four six four six two six zero respectively. And Tadas Babelis defeated Kyle Frankel from Elon. Georgie Malashev defeated Camilo Ponce. Robert Terzak defeated Jacob Bicknell, so a complete sweep. Yeah, and a head a quote from head coach Kyle Spencer said, quote, this, was a, this weekend was great. We had the chance to put into play a lot of fun things from practice. I love the energy the guys brought. Playing at home was great. We had a big crowd, so that was awesome. Continuing from Friday, they're really starting to understand what their identity is, and each guy is willing to sacrifice for the team. I love that, and we'll continue to get better each day in practice and take that into the matches. And they did just that against Coastal Carolina, completing the actual sweep 7 to nothing, winning all of the doubles uh, matches and singles matches. Alexis Galano and Tadis Babalis of NC State defeated Lawrence Perrin and Paul Belay of Coastal Carolina 6-4. to four. The Savelyuk brothers uh, defeated Luis and Faria and Zach Talek from Coastal. Michael Ogden and Georgie Malashev defeated Francesco Carigamero and Gonzalez Achando from Coastal Carolina. Yep, in the singles, Galano won again, Babalis won again, Savelchik won again, Malashev and Terzak and repeated what they did the week before. Yeah, that's two Savelchiks. Or Sevelchik. Sevelchik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I finally mm-hmm. got it right. By the way, I'm liking I'm liking this music yeah, over the, overlay of the music yeah, of yeah. what we're talking it's about. It's nice. We we're trying this this week. Uh got some in, instrumental beats for you in the background of us talking. Slum uh, Village is the name of the band. Yeah, it's setting the mood for Valentine's Day. Listening to us talk <laughs> about sports. That's all you need to be doing today. So. All right, so that was the men's tennis, 6-0 and on the season, so hopefully they will continue that success. Moving on to women's tennis, 
you know, not as good. A three and three start to the season, but you know, not bad. They beat App State and Campbell. We've six seen to one. We've seen three different women's teams at NC State get off the mm-hmm. uh, slow starts to their season and then come back and uh, either be in contention for the ACC title, definitely make the um, the NCAA tournament. They did defeat App six one, like you said, and they swept Campbell seven to nothing. Uh, lost the doubles match in three sets, but took all the single matches against App State. Yeah, Anna Rogers, Adrena Remy, and Bianca Moldovan all won in singles. Yeah, Taylor Stenta and Taylor Bridges concluded the match with wins at number five and six. Uh, 6-1-6-1 and 6-1-6-0. So that was App State with Campbell. Uh, they also played well in doubles. Amanda Rebel and Adriana Remy defeated Anna Castillo and Georgiana Sagara 6-3. And then Bianca Mold- Maldivan and Helen Grimm earned a 6-0 win over a pair from Campbell. Yeah, Anna Rogers, she won at the number one position, defeating Alexandra Andrevote 6-3-6-4. Andrea Riemi earned a 6-3-6-1 win at the number two position over Anna Castillo. And Grimm won another match of the day. She won a second match of the day, overcoming Nikara of uh, Nikiara. Yeah, it's just Nikara of um, of Campbell. I saw an A in there, like a Naya, but it wasn't in my notes. <laughs> anyway. So that was a win over Campbell for the women's tennis. Moving on, gymnastics. Yes. Um, they've had an up-and-down year. They had a tough match um, earlier this year, losing to some ranked teams, and that continued again. They had a quad match uh, this past week where they were playing against Texas, Pitt, and Auburn. That was in the motherland, Denton, Texas. The way that a quad match works is that your scores are compared to all the other three teams individually. So mm-hmm. you can go um, you can go two and one. But you can have, but you'll have the second highest score at the meet. NC State went one and two, had the third highest score at the meet. They defeated Texas, but lost to Pittsburgh and number fifteen Auburn by uh, very slim margins within a point. Yeah, um, of the four events, and that's how you can do the quad match because there's always something going on on one of the four events. Uh, NC State did have a season high in the vault, and that was good enough to have the highest score at the event, and that's probably what got them the one win out of the two. So. Yeah. Four top five finishers in the vault for NC State. Alexa Phillips tied for third. Caitlin Fillard fourth. Drew Grantham tied for fifth. And Chelsea Knight tied for fifth. All in one event, the vault. Drew Grantham also finished tied for second in the all-around, along with Caitlin Fillard finishing fourth. And the other top five finishers for the pack, Nicole Wilde and Lauren Kent, uh, finished tied for fourth in the beam and we only had one top five finisher top one finisher you mean yeah well she finished she tied for first drew grantham so drew grantham had a really good all-around meet finishing second chelsea knight probably maybe have not competed in as many events she's normally up there but mm-hmm. we only see one top five finish for her so just maybe an off night yeah quote from head coach kim landris we are excited to be back at reynolds for the next four meets mm-hmm. i'm confident the team will be ready and energized to compete in front of the home crowd so our next match or meet, meet, yeah. Yes, NC State returns home on February seventeenth at six p.m. That is a quad meet with Brown, Michigan, and none other than UNC Chapel Hill to continue rivalry month, as I like to call it, or just rivalry, just living it, just rivalry. I mean, it is a rivalry. You, yeah, as long as you don't ask Joel Berry. Yeah, <laughs> and that that was that was anyway. We'll talk we more about, about that, that last week. We talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about it again anyway. Yeah. I love talking about that. Anyways, it's softball season. Finally, softball season started up, and we it's were time really to hit good. Dingers. Yeah, we had game. Uh, one All American, Andrea Rizzi from last year. She mm-hmm. was actually offered to try out for the uh, national team softball mm-hmm. team. So we have one really good player, a bunch of other All Conference players. But we started out the year strong, beating Georgetown 12-2. to Yes, 12-2. Uh, to Lost to Florida Gulf Coast uh, later that day, 7-2. Yeah. But it is a, um, it's not necessarily a tournament. It's kind of like a meet where you play a game with all the other uh, teams at the meet, per se. Uh, mm-hmm. So they started 1-1. One one. Uh, Georgetown scored first, but uh, the Wolfpack answered in the bottom of the first with three runs. Uh, Timberland Sherbet hit a bases clearing double and that was her first career at bat yeah and it, it only gets better after that mm-hmm. and in the second inning uh uh, uh jada carryway managed to score on a georgetown error and drawing her second walk of the game that put the wolf pack up three to one after four to one after georgetown scored yeah uh, georgetown scored um 
In the bottom of the third, NC State scored eight runs on five hits and a pair of errors. Yeah, so they scored eight unanswered runs to end end the game. So after it was 4-2, NC State just pulled away and made it 12-2. Yeah, Campbell Woodall earned her first career win in the circle, starting and throwing a complete game, only giving up six hits. And Chanley Garner, at her first at-bat in her career, had a grand slam. Actually, second at bat. Second at bat. Okay, second at bat. First Still. game, though. First, exactly. I mean, that's that's a good start already. Only more good things to come. In the Florida Gulf Coast game, uh, no one scored again. Scoreless first two innings for both teams, and we got into a three-to-nothing hole after a two-RBI single and an RBI single up the middle. Um, Compton uh, put the pack on the board in the fourth off of a ground out to second. And uh, the Eagles added a run in the fifth with an RBI triple to right center. Yeah, NC State scored. They scored their second run in the game um, um, in the fifth inning as she led. Um, Compton led the inning off with a double. Bottom of the sixth, uh, the Eagles scored three runs on five hits, and from then it was pretty much over. Yep, but back to the good news uh, later in the week. That was the first two games of one tournament, and this was a second one later in the week with LIU. No, Brooklyn. no, no. It, it's all the Florida it's all Gulf one? Coast. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well. We beat LIU Brooklyn uh, 10 to 1, so that was pretty nice. Yeah, uh, no scoring in the first two innings, but NC State scored four runs on five hits and an error in the third inning. Uh, Timberland Sherbet brought Balzer home with a double to right center. And in the fourth inning, an RBA single by Lily Bishop brought Russ home after reaching on a bunt single. That put us up five to nothing. Yeah, we didn't get the shutout because the Blackbirds uh, scored a run in the bottom the of that frame. That's a yeah. pretty interesting. Well, I mean, it's just, I mean, wherever it's just you get cool. your inspiration. I yeah, don't know. no, I just, it's like, it's very unique mascot. You know, I've never heard Black Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, I've heard ravens. Oh, that's true. Are those ravens. the same birds? Are they? I feel like I'm, uh, my brother. Yeah, is, uh, tweet us it. with the answer. Are Blackbirds ravens? We don't feel like looking What's it up Twitter, on John? Google. The Twitter for our show at Pack is Life NCSU. Again, that's at Pack is Life NCSU. You can tweet us literally anytime because we are students and we obviously have tons of time. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we always have our phones. No, in actually, our hand. tweet us, though. Actually. Yeah. In the fifth, the Pack scored five runs on four hits and two errors. Uh, Sherbet led off the inning with a double to left center. Alyssa Compton and Chanley Garner were walked and loaded the bases. At the end of the day, NC State combined for 13 hits. Uh, Rizzy, Sherbet, Finn, and Russ had two apiece. Devin Wallace earned her first win of her career for the Wolfpack. She pitched four innings, giving up four hits and striking out four batters. Yeah, so to this point, the Wolfpack are 2-1. and one. Not so good again. They went to ball, they played Ball State, and they lost 8-2. to two. Yeah, Ball State jumped out to a 3-0 lead. NC State added runs uh, to make it 3-2. to two. Um, Russ scored the run in the fifth on Caraway's single. Um, the Cardinals, Cardinals scored yeah. their other five runs in the sixth inning. Yeah. So it was a close game up until just exploding in the sixth inning. Uh, good news for the pack. Russ led the team at the plate. She was three for three, and Compton had two hits in her three at-bats. So yeah. Collectively, eight hits total. Eight hits total. Not bad. Uh, just usually you want more than 25% success on those on-base percentage. Yeah, and there's not a lot of games you're going to win allowing uh, five hits in one inning. So yeah. hopefully we'll bounce back, which we did because yeah. we had a nail-biter over Memphis. Yeah, a 2-1 win over Memphis. That improves us to 3-2 and two on the season, winning record. We took a 2 nothing lead in the third inning thanks to a bunt single by Angie Rizzi and then a Memphis error, allowing Sam Russ and Jade Carraway to score. Uh, Memphis scored an RBI single to left field, and they had a runner in pos- scoring position, and they had two batters hit by a pitch. So with the bases loaded and two outs, uh, Kimberlyn Sherbert made a running catch in the third base foul territory. To seal the pack's win. So pretty clutch there. Loaded bases. Yeah. The difference between softball and baseball. Softball is seven innings and baseball is nine. Devin Wallace, again, she picked up the win in the circle. She is two and one on the season with a career best seven strikeouts against against Memphis. Excuse me. Up next for the pack softball, they're going to open a home slate from February 16th through 18th. They're hosting Louisville, Ohio State. And Northwestern, that's in the ACC Big Ten, just Big B1G is the name of the conference. So I guess conferences are different. Oh, abbreviations. Yeah, it's the Big Ten. Anyway, so NC State and Louisville are only going to play the Buckeyes and the Wildcats like twice a piece, but they're not going to play each other because of it's the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which that's, they do in many sports now. Yeah, we should start doing it in football, honestly. I We don't already do that in football? No, we don't do it in football. Have Clemson play Ohio State earlier in the year so there's not a debate later in the year. It's not a bad idea. Maybe we should have some people listening to the show, and we'll, they should do that. Yeah, do it. Anyway, moving on to we wrestling. We are geniuses. We know everything That's why do. people listen, honestly. Yeah. I think it's for you and I's, like, just, you know, yeah. cognitive abilities there. Yeah. Anyway. I think it's because you have a soothing voice. Uh, yeah, my voice is obviously really you're soothing. Very, you're very exciting. That's just, why I I'm went joking. into radio. I know. I know. I anyway. Goodness gracious. Wrestling. 14-1. and one. 4-0 in the ACC. We are really good at wrestling. Yeah, and we proved it by beating our rivals UNC 26-7 over the weekend. 8 of 10 bouts. UNC's in the top 20. Problem with them is we're in the top 6. Yeah. And we have a lot of really good wrestlers, which we're about to tell you. This was the fifth win in a row for NC State wrestling mm-hmm. over UNC wrestling. So yeah. Longest streak since 1980-1984 uh, where NC State actually won seven matches in a row. They have a chance to top that uh, through this season and next season. Because oh, we have they play them again UNC. this season? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I believe that we do. Or we could play them in the AC or the ACC tournament. In the yeah. ACC tournament. Yeah. Well, this, this one was at Reynolds, so the next one's going to be at UNC, and we're still going to win there anyway. Yeah. There's Sam other Malikian, sports besides basketball. Yeah. Sam Malikian uh, got the decision over Josh McClure 10 to 4. Um, Ethan Ramos from UNC did defeat Daniel Bullard 17 to 8. At that point, UNC actually had the lead, four to three. But from then on, it was pretty much all NC State. Yeah, no, third ranked Pete Renda had a major decision over 18th ranked Chip Ness, eight to zero, and then seven to four. Renda went on to win ACC Wrestler of the Week for that performance. Sixth ranked Michael Machiavello defeated uh, 16th ranked Danny Chade, uh, three to two and ten to four. Michael Boykin is now in the top rankings after yeah. his upset win at Pittsburgh. Yeah, he picked up the win at 285 pounds over Andrew Gunning. Uh, 10-3 at this point. It's 13-4 NC State and only looking up. Yep, and Sean Foz of NC State beat uh, James Szymanski. 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 Yeah. There you okay. go. <laughs> Carrick Wilson also ranked, beat a ranked uh, uh, UNC wrestler Zach Sherman 4-1. Second ranked Kevin Jack beat a 20th ranked AC Hanley. Yeah, um, Troy Heelman from UNC did defeat number 13, Bo Donahue. Not an upset, though. Troy Heelman was ranked number 7 in his weight class at 149 pounds. 23-7 to at this point. Hayden Hidley, Hidley, excuse me, the favorite, uh, defeated Kennedy Monday from UNC to close it out at 26-7. to Shout-outs to that guy who has to have Monday as his last name. Yeah. Everyone, just everywhere he goes, man, I hate Mondays. Mondays. Yeah, I hate it's Monday. like his his name was Kennedy Meeks, and they're like, "Oh no, you can't have that and be at UNC and be an athlete." So they're just like Monday, Kennedy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a terrible last name to have. Shout outs to Hydeley though; he's still undefeated. Yeah, as well as Pete Renda. So that's really, really cool. We have um, 10 wrestlers, I think, that are ranked in the top 20 in their respective weight classes. So wrestling is killing it. And- Big matches coming up, though. We got Virginia Tech, number nine in the country, on Friday, and number two, Ohio State, on Sunday. Ooh, goodness gracious. By the yeah. way, there's 15 undefeated wrestlers in the country, and two of them wrestle for NC State. That's what I'm talking about. So we are really, really good at all the sports. We'll pack pride. Including basketball, but you know, maybe not so much this past week. That is all the non-revenue sports we have for you. When we come back, we're going to talk some women's basketball. A loss ended the winning streak, and then we're back to our winning ways. The men's basketball, a loss and another loss. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) We got some Olympics to talk about. We have a lot for you at the other side of this break right now. We're going to give you some music with uh, Nick Strums, and the song is called Amen. I guess you could say it's in the spirit of Valentine's Day. 88.1 WKNZ. You, you, you need to stop. <laughs> Pack is Life Sports Show. Benjamin Denton. John Hinton. We are back, and we are ready some, to talk some basketball, men's and women's. Women's basketball, we went to Miami with a seven-game win streak in the ACC, one of the longest win streaks we had, we've had in many years, but didn't turn out so well. Yeah, we lost a really close one, 52-48. to 48. Uh, Miami is a quality opponent, even though we do have a better record than them in the ACC. 
Yeah. He's, yeah. Only shot tw- 26% from the field, so not a great offensive effort. Which yeah, a lot of that was because of threes. The threes were just not falling. Mm-hmm. I believe we were in the teens, 16 or 17%. Yeah, from three. Um, Coach Wes Manning, he said that West probably— Wes Moore, I'm sorry. I'm Mannings sorry. don't coach. They just play quarterback. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm really, I'm really tired. I apologize. I have a midterm tomorrow. It's okay. So West I. midterm. No, West Coach West Moore. Um, yeah, he said that they should have gone inside more. Yeah, and I mean they kind of focused That's the on strength the of this team. One of the best rebounding teams in the country. Yeah, actually, um, and I mean Erica Castle coming off the bench. We haven't really talked about her much, but she had a double double: eleven points, eleven rebounds. Um, her, Chelsea Nelson, and Kiara Leslie all had eleven points. Led NC State in scoring, but it wasn't enough. We were actually tied at the end of the third quarter, and Miami outscored us by four. We ha- we had a lead with a minute forty seven left. Yeah, yeah. Well, hate to see that, but it gets better, guys. We would rather lose to Miami and beat Carolina than it be the other way oh, around. That, has, that just has a nice ring to it, man. Yeah, you, beat you say Carolina. that again. Be, uh, ah, yeah, beat Carolina. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So UNC came to Reynolds Coliseum on Sunday afternoon, and uh, they left not as happy, which makes us very happy. Yes, of course. Um, NC State improved to twenty and six on the season, which is a very impressive mark. I think we started out one and three in the ACC, yep. and now we are eight and four, I believe, or is it nine and four? I think we are eight and four. I no, think nine yeah, and four. Nine, nine and four. four. We got nine ACC wins. Um, Defeating UNC 73-54, to 54, that's a season sweep for those of you keeping track. And that means for basketball, Mr. Wait Till Three Basketball and Season. Three and one. Exactly. Yep. Because yeah. women's, women's basketball counts just as much. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, like we said, the, um, the strength of this team really is their rebounding. Yes. It really is. They out-rebounded UNC by 22 Goodness gracious. 22 rebounds. I believe it was 58 to 36. I guess those um, players skipped their classes on boxing out. I guess. <laughs> oh, come on. No, it's only, it's only the football team. You know that's true. No, it's everyone at UNC. Okay. They don't go to class. Okay, okay. But NC State was on fire all day. 20 to 6 run. That encapsulated the entire third quarter. After trailing 15-14 at the end of the first, NC State was up 13 at the end of the second period, or as I like to call it, halftime yeah um <laughs> worth noting you know nc state defense was about the same the whole game the difference was the shots were falling as exactly. the miami game yeah they scored 48 in the miami loss 50 uh, uh actually they allowed 52 to miami yeah and then 54 to unc yeah so the difference was scoring 73 points versus unc i think just the fact that we shot so well against carolina and we shot so poorly against miami and we were still in the game it really shows how our team is not just Live and die by the three. Although mm-hmm. against Miami, we did we did by die by the three, but our defense will keep us in any game. Our defense in my will keep opinion. us in any game. Our rebounding will keep us in any game, and our interior scorers like Chelsea Nelson, yeah, uh, as well as our balance too. Balance scoring. Uh, Ashlyn Koenig yeah. had eighteen on the day to lead NC State. Armani Hawkins had fourteen points. Chelsea Nelson had eleven. Erica Castle, again. She got 12 rebounds a game. Nice. Yeah. 23 in the past two games, 11.5 average for you math majors out there and or you know, statisticians. That probably leads to the highlight of the season for the women's basketball. We have the Play for K game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be there. Um, it's a great environment. It's all about, of course, you know, K Yao. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace. Uh, died of cancer, I think, in 2006. Or What's was it Kayal Court? I don't know the exact year. That she died. It was either 2005 or 2006. But it's Kayal Court dedicated to remembering Kayal, commemorating her legacy, raising money for breast cancer, and honoring survivors. It's a really great time, honestly, and a great game too. We get to play an in-state rival in Wake Forest, so oh man, support the pack. If only UNC had been that game, that oh. place would have been rocking. It was rocking anyway on on Sunday. I had friends oh, yeah. that went to that game. Mm-hmm. That was. Uh, a really great home court advantage, which may have factored into the better shooting. Yeah, because I, I think it honestly might have. But anyways, tournament, uh, NC State right now, the women's team projected as a six seed, potentially seven, potentially high up as number four, provided that they keep winning, do well in the ACC tournament. So we will absolutely keep you up to date 
with uh, our women's basketball team for the rest of the season as they start heading into March? I think right now they're going to be a four or five. I'm not saying right now they are, but I think they are going to get there. They're going to keep winning. They were the hottest team in the country um, last week officially, and they just one loss doesn't hurt them that bad. They're not going to get worse just from one loss. Exactly. I can't help but agree with you. I really think we're going to see NC State um, play in some meaningful basketball in March and a good situation. Like, yeah, you so know, the women's yeah. is a surefire. Now with two straight losses for the men's, in my opinion, I still think they're a tournament team, even if it started right now, and I certainly think they will be by the time the NCAA tournament committee is coming around because we got the ACC tournament in I six really games. I really so, yeah. Yeah, so bad news for the pack is last week. We went to Virginia Tech. Castle Coliseum is one of the most toughest places to play in the ACC. Virginia yeah. Tech, no matter how bad they are, they are still good at home. This year, they happen to be really good and are projected 11 seed in the um, Joe Lenardi's latest bracket. He's the leading bracketologist, I guess. Yeah. I think Joe Lenardi's like, he's correct like 30% of the time, and it's usually he gets the one seeds right. Boom. Really? There it is. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I no, think he's pretty bracket, good at his Brackets job. are pretty, no, he is a good, good at his job. I'm just messing. But uh, brackets, hard to predict. I really think that NC State is... Um, one or two losses away from not being considered. At and this that's, point, that's what scares me. Because, they got six games left. They're not going to go six and zero. Oh. Yeah, but I think if we lose at home to Boston College or a team like that, that could be real. That could be really bad for our season. We're gonna. It could make a. It could force us to win the ACC tournament. Well, we're going to talk really uh, in a minute about this upcoming schedule. But just to recap, the Virginia Tech game, Omer Yurtsevin had 20 points despite foul trouble in the first half, and Ke- Coach Keats had talked about how that really did hurt them. Yeah, and so he got in foul trouble really quick. Um, and that you kind of saw that in the UNC game. He got one foul, took him out right away because we didn't want to be hamstrung where we couldn't have mm-hmm. Omir in the game. And as a result, he played like 17 minutes in the game versus UNC. And I, I don't blame the officials at all, but it seems like Omir Yurtseven, he gets a lot of fouls called on him that should not be fouls. And I, I'm i a big fan of unbiased refereeing, unbiased well, calls. But I feel like Omir, he stands straight up sometimes and players will just flail their arms into him. Yeah. And he like... And he just puts his arms straight up, and it's because he's seven feet tall that they can go up and they can still make contact with his arms, and they just flop. And the refs see that every time. I, I never see Omir reach over, and it drives say, me crazy because I think he's playing good defense. I think Omir does play good defense, really good defense, but I think that sometimes I do think he doesn't get away with minor fouls. A lot of big men will get the benefit of the doubt sometimes, depending yeah. on the, how the ref's ref okay, yeah, I, mean, I would say that Omir never gets, Omir the, benefit never gets the, the benefit of the doubt. I agree with that. Absolutely. I've never seen him get away with a foul. A lot of times, as a home fan, I'm not the one that always boos whenever the ref makes a, a call against my team because that's you're just hurting your credibility as a fan. Yeah, honestly. exactly. And if you boo the ref every time they call a foul on NC State, then you don't know basketball. Also, because it just doesn't, is gonna foul. It defeats the purpose of booing. The whole point of booing is to make someone feel bad. When someone doesn't airball, <laughs> you boo and airball. You don't boo them right after they score three. They're feeling really good. You're just making them feel better. Exactly. If they do an airball, boo them, and then they feel worse, and they play worse. If the ref makes a bad call and you're booing, he <laughs> has to feel bad. He's human. He's yeah. not a machine, so don't boo when they make a good call. Anyway. Yeah. Regardless, though, you're at seven. He's playing some of the best. Uh, he is playing the best ball of his career at NC State. Uh, 20 points in limited time. Markel Johnson, 15 points, 10 assists. And that makes a five-game streak where he had 10 or more assists. That streak ended against UNC, but he still had a solid game. Yeah. Um, um, theme yeah. of the week, it was not amazing defense by NC State, especially no. in the second half versus UNC. 61 points. It was... And it wasn't like they were just raining threes. UNC was getting a lot of layups. Luke Offensive May, rebounds. Luke May was doing his thing, though. Oh, and man. At that point, as a basketball fan, I had to respect that, what Luke May was able to do versus us. Luke I, May is – I don't know what it is about him. I really don't. I mean, it's obvious he gives effort. It's obvious he has skill. But I, I just cannot figure out what sets him apart from everybody else. I think it like, is just – like he works so, harder, in my opinion. I don't think it's that. I don't think. He, I don't did think he start he as a walk-on? He did start as a walk-on. I don't think it's that he works harder necessarily. I think all the players work just as hard. I just, I mean, is it his IQ or something? 
I don't know. He goes to Carolina, so probably not that. <laughs> no, Luke Mays is a good student, but I mean, he absolutely went off in he the second half. He got a standing ovation. Did, for how many rebounds going to class did he get last year? How many rebounds? Did oh, he at get? least seventeen or eighteen. I think he had twenty actually. It, he had close to that. He's not much over six eight. He might be six nine. But yeah. he has, and as an NC State fan, it hurts me to say this, but Luke May is a really fun player to watch. Him, Bonzi Colson. He is. There's a guy named Juwan Howard on Indiana. They play like Charles Barkley. They have the trash talk. They really do. Really good post games, and I enjoy seeing that. And they're as shorter a player. dudes too. Yeah, they're not exactly. like six ten, six eleven. They're like true power forward position at the college level. Yeah. Which so is, yeah. To wrap mm-hmm. this back to UNC. We weren't playing great defense, but what Luke May was doing, we really can't help. And that kind of did set up. Like, the fact that Omer Yurtseven was having to guard him, like, 24 feet from the basket, and he still pulled up and made it a very bad shot. Like, that was the kind of day that, that he was, had. He was, yeah, he was heat-checking at that point. That was, it was ridiculous to watch, honestly. I just, I couldn't believe it. And, I mean, he did get postered by a boo, but at the end of the day, it's just two points. Didn't help us win that much. Well, it was a great game. And at the end of the game, they were making their free throws, and we weren't. Exactly, and yeah. And that was kind of the difference in the game. Uh, NC State had a lot of people in double figures. Torrin Dorn had 21 points. Ray efficient, 66% shooting. Al Freeman had 17 points. He plays good against UNC. Yeah, he, he does. He really does. Not he seven just... for seven from three. I only think they let him have one three-point attempt in the left yeah. corner in the second yeah. half. That's, I mean, that's the game plan that Roy Williams came in, and, I mean, it obviously worked. He didn't score. I think he had 27 the first time against UNC. Oh, no, he had um, or, well, he had seven threes. No, he had a 31 or something 31? like that. Okay, so he's averaging points. about like 24 points a game against UNC. That's still good. Well, he's from Charlotte. He probably oh, knows yeah. the rivalry, yeah. and it is a rivalry. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> anyway, Marco Johnson had 12. Braxton Beverly very consistently had 11 points, and Omer Yurtsevin only had 10 because he only played 17 minutes. And yeah. that was partly because he was a uh, – everyone was, but it was a tough matchup having to guard Luke May – when you had Omir having to be that far out of the basket, out away from the basket on defense. That's why you saw a lot of Abu. And Freeman yeah. didn't do as well. I thought Abu was probably the best one at defending um, Luke May. But, again, none of them were able to really stop what he was able to do. He just I did know. whatever yeah. he wanted. Anyway, that's enough of talking about Luke May for an NC State radio yeah. show. I think we'll see him again. I think we'll play him in the NC – I mean, not the NC, the ACC tournament. Uh, we'll probably be around um, like a – Seven, eight seed, maybe. Might play them in the second round if we get an upset, something like that. Well, here's we have Syracuse coming up tonight at 9 yeah. o'clock. And Syracuse is in a very similar position to us in that they are a bubble team. They have less losses, but they also don't have the schedule that we have and the quality wins. Yeah. Because last week they had they came out with the, the tournament committee, put out a mock NCAA tournament for the top four seeds of everything. And I looked at that, and we had, we were 4-1. and one. Versus those teams in that um, in that bracket, four yeah. wins and the one loss to UNC. So I think with our wins over Arizona, who's done very well, and Duke and Carolina and Clemson, Clemson is pulling through for Clemson's us. Clemson's number eleven in the country right now, yeah, making us they, look really good. I think we're, Carolina's their last loss. They had two losses when they came to play at PNC. No, the, no, Clemson beat Carolina the last time. N- no, yeah, no. they did. No, Virginia Tech beat Carolina. Clemson lost to Carolina right after losing to us. Clemson hasn't won in Clemson Chapel Hill again. in 60 years. They, they, won in, they won at Clemson. Are you certain of yes, that? Yes, absolutely. All right. Ben I, doesn't trust my judgment, but I remember Roy Williams had a specific quote after the game talking about how UNC didn't defend the three well, and then they turned it around against Duke and forced them to um, drive to the bucket, which okay. worked. So you're right. On the 30th, what January, January 30th, they did um, beat UNC at home. Yes. But anyway, yes. you were right there. <laughs> My point is still true that Clemson is really pulling through for us. Also, at the beginning of the year, people were like, why did we lose to Tennessee? Tennessee is a really good team right yeah. now. Our losses aren't That's looking so bad. That's a quality loss, if you could even say that. You as know? well as Virginia, just doing what Virginia does. Although exactly. they did lose to Virginia Tech, which again was good for NC State because now yeah. Virginia Tech They're is still a number one. team. Yeah, yeah. Virginia Tech is definitely going to be in the tournament. They're playing terrific basketball right now. Yeah, and Syracuse could be as well. And the ACC could have nine, ten, or eleven teams in the mm-hmm. tournament, and that's just insane considering the number of teams that are in the ACC. This game is critical tonight against Syracuse. Like we said, both teams on the bubble. Um, I mean, I really think we need to go four and two, get to twenty wins. Yeah. Yeah. If we get if we go four and two, it's not in the committee's hands anymore. We are a tournament team, even if we mm. went to the ACC tournament and lost. In my opinion, twenty wins okay. 
with those quality wins. So let's go over the remaining schedule. We have three of the last six games are at home. Next two games are on the road. We go to Syracuse. We go to Wake Forest. We host Boston College. And then we host we go host FSU, go to Georgia Tech, and then host Louisville. Yeah. Realtimerpi.com is like a website that kind of, uh, I guess the main RPI website, has us predicted to go 3-3, three and three, winning all three home games and losing all three road games, wow. including at Wake Forest and at Georgia Tech. I could see us losing at Wake Forest. I can't see us losing at Georgia Tech. I mean, Duke just beat them without Marvin Bagley pretty badly, mm-hmm. and I really don't. I just don't see, like, the threat. Georgia Tech, they haven't shown me anything all season. They could pull an upset. They could, you know, I mean, every ACC team has that talent like we've seen with Boston mm-hmm. College. That's also a dangerous game. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, Kai Bowman can he can put up forty ten and ten at a game. Yeah, that guy's really single-handedly good. Single-handedly defeat us. Yeah. So hopefully we don't go. I don't think we will go zero and two in these next two road games, but they are really really crucial. And if we do go zero and two, we are in a really really bad spot. At being sixteen and eleven is what we would be after that time, and we almost six we, and eight in the conference. Yeah, too. we'd have yeah. to win out pretty much just about. But uh, three of the last four games are at home. And PNC Arena gets rocking, and we are really good at home. So I'm very encouraged about that. Yeah, I am too. I am too. I think we're gonna go five and one. I think really. I think yeah, I do. I think we're gonna lose to Wake Forest, but I think we win the home games. We win at Syracuse and we win at Georgia Tech. We play better when we're the underdogs. That's true. That's yeah. kind of how and Syracuse State is goes. favored by four points tonight. Yeah. So hopefully, well, that's yeah, Carrier Dome. That's yeah, that's the same place, place they play football too. Yeah. So uh, the largest attendance at a basketball game all year was earlier this year at a. I remember that Duke uh, Syracuse game. I think it was two or three years ago that like set the record, like yeah. the all time record. And there yeah. were there were people like um, in the stadium that couldn't even see the court. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so that was NC State basketball. Hopefully they win tonight versus Syracuse five and one. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about NC State football in a really long time because it hasn't been football season. Not we... the team, but the players. Yep. NFL draft season is coming on because the Super Bowl just happened. Yeah. By the way, I'm giving up football for Lent. Um, <laughs> the NFL draft coming up. NC State has seven players that are invited to the combine and expected to be drafted. Bradley Chubb, of course, the number one overall prospect in uh, some people's ratings. Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle B.J. Hill, Jalen Samuels, both guys are ranked in the 80s. Will Richardson is going to get drafted. He's ranked in 104. Justin Jones, defensive tackle, 130. Naheem Hines at 156. I think Hines could be an Alvin Kamara type of player. That I, can, he could, I can see that, I think honestly. he could get to the pros and just surprise everyone except for NC State fans. Yeah, I think um, I think Kamara, he's, he's, he's a really good back, but he is a product of the system in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. If you put Naheem Hines in a good system, I think if you put Naheem Hines on San Francisco— I like with that. Their, yeah, I think he would thrive there. I really I would do. Want As Naheem a two-back behind Carlos Hyde, I think he would do great there. I think um, I would want Naheem Hines on uh, the Panthers, except we have Christian McCaffrey, and we're probably going to lose Stewart because he's very expensive to keep. Yeah. So I think we do need a bigger back. I don't. Well, think... hopefully we'll hire a GM. And an offensive. Well, we did get North Turner, starts, so we'll so. see how that goes. I like North Turner. Yeah, like so North maybe Turner. we can get uh, Jalen Samuels, and North Turner can just, just like, just – Hand him to Cam Newton J- and say, here, J- yeah. do, just do your thing. Jalen Sam. Samuels, Curtis Samuel, uh, all the Samuels. Contavious Street, number 226 prospect overall. Um, couple yeah, he's more. Project- a couple more NC State pl- players could be drafted. Tony Adams was an all-ACC offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And Arius Moore is a really underrated linebacker. I think he could be an A.J. Klein type of player. I see that. Maybe yeah. a starter on a not-as-good defense. But Klein actually helped the Saints defense a lot. All those years playing behind Luke Keekley, that's got to rub off on you at some point. So, oh, yeah. The record for NC State players drafted was six, and that was set back in 2006. So we could have anywhere between seven and nine players drafted. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had a The really... Jeff Fisher perfect number, seven and nine. Oh, man. Yeah. Seven and nine good. players. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's NC State football. But we don't get to talk about this a lot because it doesn't happen a lot. It's the Olympics. Yes. Sean White, he won. That was actually pretty awesome. Well, let's take a step back, and I mean, these are the Winter Olympics. Yes. So, like, preference? I think you USA prefer them does, over summer. Uh, no, you don't. No, I'm definitely I, a summer Olympics guy. So, for some reason, I thought you had said that. Oh well. Anyway, interesting. But um, 
Summer Olympics, obviously, USA dominates. Yes. USA gets most of the medals in summer. They have, I think, twice as many medals as the second highest country. America. Yeah. In the Winter Olympics, USA does not dominate quite as much. In fact, we don't really dominate at all. Um, Sean White winning the half pipe, which was incredible, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cried like a baby, <laughs> just being honest. Flying tomato, finally cut his hair, you know, all grown up. It's a good haircut, It's beautiful. Though. It is a good haircut. <laughs> it is a good haircut. But, I mean, that r- last run was incredible. That was only the United States' 100th uh, gold medal at the Winter Olympics. Dude, I was watching the other night the luge because I was at home. Luge is so intense. The USA medaled in that. Really? In the men's. Yeah, for the first time, like, ever. Okay. Because the favorite of the event, some uh, German guy, he, he messed up big time. It, wow. He had the last run. UN's, uh, the USA was... In silver, so they were guaranteed a medal. Yeah. And then Germany, this the last the favorite, who'd won it the last two Olympics, yeah. he just had a major screw-up, and uh, the USA got the silver medal. It wow. was actually, like, really intense. Shout-out to those Olympic broadcasters who have to broadcast a sport to Americans that Americans never watch, but somehow we have to get excited about it just through them getting excited. Yeah. I agree. That's what I want to do one day, quite honestly. I really, I just want to, I want to call the Olympics every four years. I want, I want to have those iconic calls. That's, that's the dream. But, do you believe in miracles? <laughs> but USA does dominate in snowboarding. 19 out of, se- um, out of 36 medals in the half pipe belong to the, the, to the United States. So Did you the, see the 17 year olds that won? Chloe Kim. No, there was um uh, Red, Red Gerard. Gerard. Yeah, Red Gerard. Yeah, he won the um he won the slope style snowboarding, which is absolutely insane. That if you was watch weird. It. That he's my sister's age. Like yeah. that was weird to yeah. see a, like as a little kid on TV. Yeah, he said he slept too late uh, the day of his event because he was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine on Netflix, which makes him my official hero. He also lost his coat, and then he went and won a gold medal. That's pretty but, cool. That's yeah. very American of him, too. It is, yes. Uh, what else do we have? Local connections in these Winter Olympics. We have four pl- people with uh, North Carolina connections. Uh, we have a former Carolina Hurricane, Bobby Sanguinetti. Did I say that correctly? Sanguinetti. Sanguinetti? Yep. He's in the Olympics on the men's hockey team. Long track speed skaters, Heather Ber- Bergsma and Kiami Griffin. Kimani Griffin of Winston-Salem. Heather Bergsma of High Point, yeah. Long so they're track from speed North skaters. Carolina. Yeah. Do we even have a long track speed skate place? I mean, place? the whole sport's indoors, so probably. But, but in North Carolina, do well, we have there's one? there's no difference in the long track. It's just how how many times you go around, pretty much, just like a track. But do we have one of those tracks is what I was asking. Yeah, probably. We have water polo pools. Those are we just don't pools. Have. I know, the, I know the, what you're There's certain about. measurements. There's certain measurements. But anyway. Yeah. Um, NC, I'm not. Blah, blah. USA swept. The snowboarding competitions. Uh, Red Garrard and Jamie Anderson won the slope style. Jamie Anderson, of course, defending her gold from the last Winter Olympics in Sochi. And, of course, Sean White winning the half pipe. Chloe Kim, age 17, winning the half pipe. Great story on her, I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, her father came to the U.S. with $800 and um, a wife and a daughter. And he would uh, drive her five hours on the weekend so she could go practice snowboarding. Wow. And he said like like this is the this is his American dream was to help his daughter find success. Dude, I thought getting, that was awesome. That's yeah, the first time a, me a hearing immigrant. That. I'm yeah. getting all emotional now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. America, man. But yeah. And then uh Sean White a bunch of people got mad at Sean White for dragging the flag on the ground, which I think is ridiculous because he just won a gold medal. And it's almost like people would rather him win silver and hold the flag on their head than win gold. And I haven't seen it. I didn't watch it. He literally just like was so lost in the moment, like bawling his eyes out. And these people are caring about him dragging the flag on the. I don't know. I just want. I just want to mention that the best way to like represent your country at the Olympics is to win a gold medal mm-hmm. and be a good person. It's not about a piece of fabric. We're gonna see a lot of I say. advertisements <laughs> with uh, Sean White for the next. Oh like, yeah. Probably a year or two about years. Mountain Dews, baby. Yeah, you ever seen that video? <laughs> I think I've seen um I've seen Sean White in Mountain Dew ads. I think no, I no, no. it's like um it, he was on CNN when he was 19 after he won his first gold medal and he was talking and he was going like and they had we had like unlimited drinks and stuff like that and the host goes wait a minute drinks you're you're not 21 and he goes 
I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. And it's like on live CNN. Oh, it's it's so legendary. Mountain Dew so is funny. the best soda, man. Mountain, <laughs> I don't know about that. No, it is. But it is. Anyways, five gold for the U.S., two bronze. Uh, we are fifth in, I mean, excuse me, one silver, two bronze. Fifth in medal count with Germany, Norway, and Denmark leading the way at this point. Yeah, all those cold weather countries. Yes. I do I do I like all the Olympics that come on, but I do prefer the summer, but some of the winter ones, like the one where they're uh the winter ones are always more with dangerous. The, with the air rifles? Oh the, yeah, that was, was I don't know what that's called, called again. I don't know, but it's think, it's cool. Oh no, it's called uh biathlon. Yeah. It's biathlon. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh you're hunting pretty much on skis, like shooting pellet rifles. That's the most Minnesota thing I've ever heard of. Like it's amazing. <laughs> most Canadian thing I've ever heard of too. But it's what yeah. we do up here for fun, eh? So we're yeah. eh? Anyway, also NBA. a note though, real quick, Michaela Schifrin, she will make her Olympic debut on Friday. It got delayed. It was supposed to be tonight in alpine skiing. Um, I believe Lindsey Vaughn is competing as well. That's pretty much going to be the event to be. Arguably the biggest name the in the Olympics see. besides Sean White, for yeah. Americans anyway. Yeah, but Michaela Schifrin, uh, she's heavily favored. Um, she will eventually next up be the biggest name i saw um a tweet from bill murray i don't know how old it was but he said that every olympic event should feature an average person just for reference oh yeah yeah rich eisen does that the nfl combine yeah i know you want to watch that that is pretty cool but i think that like as as a joke it's funny but also kind of want to see that kind of do yeah i would too i mean if you put me in the in the pool next to michael phelps you'd be like oh wow this kid is ridiculously slow. And I mean, I, I don't have to see school. you. I don't have to see you swim. I know you're ridiculously slow. Okay. <laughs> okay. But let's move on to the NBA, like you said. All-Star Weekend. Yeah. The- no, you're a big fan. I'm maybe, Always. Maybe not as big a fan about the NBA as you are. I like college basketball. Yeah. But I do get into the NBA with the names, like the dunk contest. Oh, yeah. Wolfpack alum, Dennis Smith Jr. DSJ. He is the favorite, surprisingly, to win the dunk contest because Donovan Mitchell was a rookie that's getting all the national attention. Yeah. But Dennis Smith Jr. out here, I think, is going to win the dunk contest. Dennis Smith is going to show us what Derrick Rose chose not to in the dunk contest. He's going to show us that six foot one, like, athletic point guard. He's going to show us that crazy bounce. I mean, we've seen videos of him throwing down in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had some ridiculous dunks just for NC State. And that was in-game. He had one in Reynolds. Had a 360 this season for the Mavericks, too. Yeah. But I'm also, uh, Oladipo just had a 360 in-game for the Pacers. Yeah, I saw that. I'm really really excited. He's incredible, by the way. Oladipo was in. Top 10 player in the league. Oladipo was in the dunk contest that had Levine and Gordon. Yeah, he he was. was. A fourth. He was overshadowed, yeah. Yeah, Because, Mm -hmm. you know, Gordon got robbed. Yeah. Who you got winning the dunk contest, though? Oh, Dennis Smith Jr., of course. Okay. All right. What about you? I want to see Dennis win, but I really think Oladipo is going to get it done. Everything's going his way right now. Um, I just, I don't know. I can't see him losing. I think, oh, I think players that return to the dunk contest definitely have a disadvantage because you've seen a lot of their best dunks. It's not like they're like, oh, I'm going to hold it back my best dunk I think and do it, it next year. I think it helps that Oladipo was on the Magic and that I don't remember any of his dunks because of Levine. And Gordon, well, was he in the one that Gordon was in? I'm not he sure. was the year before, actually. Yeah. It was 2014. That's when Levine won at Fair and Square. No, Levine won in 2015. 2014 was... I cannot remember. It's okay. It's really not going to be on an exam. Yeah, of course. Who you got in the three-point contest, though? Devin Booker. Because okay. I see one person in there. One name, anyway. That's Clay Thompson. And I just... I don't know. Clay Thompson won it last year, and Steph Curry is the guy you expect to win it. I'm, I just think Devin Booker. Well, Steph's not in it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's really disappointing. But um, Yeah, Clay's going to win it. I'm sorry. That's Devin Booker, man. But Clay's going to win it. I'd, I'd bet 50 bucks on it. I'd really? Bet, I'd be, oh, yeah. You have that kind of cash? Yeah, that's like my I've whole bank asking, account, ben. I've been asking ben, for money that's from my you whole for bank a long account. time. Oh, that, that's okay. my whole bank account. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All-Star MVP. Who you got? Uh, I'm, I'm, if you beat the All-Star say LeBron game. James. LeBron? I don't really care to watch the All-Star game. All right. I got Giannis. Honestly. I watched the highlights of the All-Star game. Yeah, okay. If the if the MVP has to be from the losing or the winning team, which it doesn't always have to be, I'm gonna take Anthony Davis because he just gets boards and dunks. I do like the the new but, format about players picking teams because that's I really love cool. It. I love and I it. wish it was televised. For some reason, they didn't televise the picking of the teams. Oh, they couldn't do that. The players didn't want that because they they're friends with a lot of other players in the league, and they mm-hmm. didn't want to 
you know, think like, oh, like, I, I think this player's better than you or anything like that. So they just wanted it to. They got their image to maintain because yeah. <laughs> just like when they're fighting, but it's not real fighting. It's like the hold me back, bro. All like, I, I got to say is if Joel Embiid gets hurt in this game, I might die. Oh, man. Why would you say that? Now you've brought it up. Now I have to think about that. And yeah. it's Valentine's Day, and I have to think about him because being it's the, hurt. Because I'm jinxing him to not get hurt. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. If Joel gets hurt, I will die. Hopefully he won't. Hopefully no one will get hurt. We are going to talk real quick about the Cavaliers uh, made some massive moves at the trade deadline, which we didn't get to cover. Traded Isaiah Thomas away, traded Jake Crowder away, picked up Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, George Hill, and Rodney Hood. And um, they've looked pretty good so far. Yep, they were looking very terrible before the trade. So Honestly, yeah. You knew they wanted to get rid of Isaiah Thomas, so the fact that they were able to get players like Nance and uh, Jordan Clarkson. Larry Nance has always been one of my favorite like yeah. underrated players because he just had a couple of ridiculous in-game posters. Oh, yeah. And in fact, if Dennis Smith Jr. wasn't in the dunk contest, I would be all day pulling for Larry Nance because his dad won it. Oh, like, yeah. That's yeah. just really cool. He, he actually wore a shirt with a picture of his dad winning the dunk contest like to a game. I thought it was pretty cool. But anyways, the Cavs defeated the Celtics, defeated the Thunder going into the break. Might even be a bad thing that the break is coming because they're just getting chemistry. Yeah. Anyway, yep. so finally, we know you guys have, you guys have been waiting for this all show. Tide Pod segment. Three minutes left. The Tide Pods. We're two and zero now. We won last week, sixty-one to thirty-six. That's called a mercy rule. Yeah, actually, actually, it was thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah, we beat them by twenty-six points. Twenty. Okay, yeah, because the rule is if you're up by twenty-five with two minutes to go, to go, you just end the game. Mercy yeah, rule. Yeah, exactly. And Sheen, uh, one of the better player, the best player on our team. Yeah. Uh, just he asked the referee, hey, "What's the mercy rule?" It's like twenty-five. And he just drained a three. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, nice." Yeah, your boy had four points. Yeah. On three shots. Nice. A couple assists, though. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I went uh, 0 for 3, and yeah. I had uh, two points, but I was 2 for 2 from the free throw line. So there you go. I made my free throws. That's better than me. I went uh, 1 for 2, so it's all good. Yeah. I don't know why people miss their free throws. They're very easy. Uh, shout out to Blake Stewart on the team, just playing tremendous defense. He's a trash talker. Oh, my He's God. He's our Dennis Rodman. Blake, if you're listening, I would hate you if you were not on my team. Like, you would be the person I might hit during a game. That, yeah. So we got, we got to come up with pro player comparisons for every team. Like, oh, I think that's true. Shane is to... John Wall. I'm Ricky Rubio. Christian mm. is Kyrie because he tries to play like Kyrie. That's all he does. Yeah. Um, he wears Harden's, though. James Harden's shoes. Yeah, they play very similar. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I'd probably say I'm, like, more of an Aldrich. With like Aldridge, I see that less consistent three point shooting. Marcus Aldridge. I was only one for th- one, zero oh for one from three, so I'm four for seven on the year. So okay, skipping out tonight's Ben's game. Though. Obsessed with his own personal stats. Well, and- as long as we are winning, <laughs> I'm gonna like think about my stats. If like if we were winning close games, I just want to win. But mm, yeah, no, it is intramurals anyway. Intramurals. What, what, intramurals. What would yeah, you intermurals. say? Intramurals. 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 Anyway. So, yeah. Bill Murray, intramurals. You just <laughs> give me so much flack on here. I'm, yeah. I just talk. I it's can't Valentine's even... Day. I love you. <laughs> Say it I, back. I love you. Thank you. Tune in next week, every Wednesday at 5. Hear more about the latest and greatest in NC State sports, non-revenue and revenue, as well as general sports. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.